0: Golf Addicts, it's David. Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast brought to you by Roto Grinders. If you've not already head over to Rotogrinders.com and sign up for the premium membership. Hey, two things. Number one, this episode is fire. We've got PGA Tour Pro and past winner this season, Daniel Berger, on the show to talk about his year, to talk about the upcoming season, and even a little 90s hip hop. It's great stuff, and we appreciate Daniel being on the show. Number two, Pat and I are gonna play in a new form of fantasy golf this season, starting January 12th with the Sony Open, and it's going to be through our friends, FantasyFairway.com. We've created a one-and-done league. All you got to do is sign up for the league and pick one golfer every week. Once you use them, you're done. Accumulate the most points at the end, and we're going to have some sweet prizes. It is free to play, no entry fee, nothing there at risk for you. Just make your picks each week, and you have to sign up by January 12th. There's a bunch of other fantasy talking heads that are in the league, and uh, we're going to throw out some sweet prizes that will be announced in January. January we'd love for you guys to play if you're interested in signing up you need a link you need the league ID and the password so here's how you get it reach out to us on Twitter at tour underscore junkies and just ask or head on over to the website tourjunkies.net, go to the contact form and drop us a quick email there on the contact form to let us know you're interested and we will send you the link we want as many people as possible in the league we've already got about 40 or so in there we'd love to just build it up and have more prizes to give out at the end of the season so once again thanks for downloading the tour junkies podcast we appreciate the listens each and every week and for now enjoy the interview with daniel berger what will you discover in asheville north carolina your inner explorer as you hike mountain trails your creative streak as you stroll the river arts district in asheville the answers can surprise you don't miss summer of glass now through september featuring Chihuly at Biltmore and a community-wide celebration of glass with local exhibitions and tours. Visit exploreashville.com to plan your stay. Asheville, discovery inside and out.
1: All right, golf addicts, thanks for downloading another episode of the Tour Junkies podcast. We are happy to have Daniel Berger join us for this episode. Daniel is currently the 31st ranked golfer in the world. He played golf at Florida State University, and grew up in Florida. He was the 2015 PGA Tour Rookie of the Year. Last year in 2016, he broke through with his first victory at the FedEx St Jude Classic. So, Daniel, first off, I hope you're well and and, and possibly recovered from Gary Player trolling you a little bit on Twitter today. <laughs> and uh, of yeah. course, of course, thanks for being on with us.
2: I saw that. Uh, obviously, I guess everyone saw that Tiger was playing this week and. Big fan of his, no offense to Mr. Nicholas. Obviously, he's one of the greatest of all times too. But just thought I'd uh, get my opinion out there. That's what Twitter's for. And um, you know, you can't do anything about his response, though. I thought I thought it was clever too.
1: No, it was. It was. It was funny. So, um,
2: well, let's talk about 2000,
1: 2016. I mean, it was an incredible year for you. You got your first win. You know, what did you learn from last year, and then, if anything, and you know, what are you kind of going to do? uh maybe different going into next season.
2: Yeah, I mean twenty twenty sixteen was obviously unbelievable for me and uh you know to get my first tour win was just unbelievable. But um, you know, it didn't start off the year that great. Um kind of made some changes with my caddy and, and you know obviously towards the middle of the year he came back and um we got things going again and played really solidly all year. I think I missed, you know, and I don't think I missed like eighteen or nineteen events. So just been really consistent and uh you know, really enjoying the travel and, and, you know, playing golf against the best players in the world. But I think next year I'm just going to try and just get a little better around the greens and dial it in there and see if I can get a few more under my belt.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I know that, you know, part of your, you know, regiment going into, um, you know, just the year and a week-to-week basis as you work out with Brooks Kepka and Derek Southauer and Peter U- Uline in Florida. You know, what are you focusing on as far as that's concerned in your fitness going into next year?
2: Yeah, I think that's been a huge part ever since since I've got out of college. I've really kind of tried to put a lot more effort into the you know almost the core stuff, and um, I've been working out with the Florida Institute of Performance down in South Florida here um, with Dave Donatucci and Barrett. Um, and I just feel like I've I've gotten a lot healthier. I feel like my body's kind of responded to recovery a lot better. And um, you know, I'm I feel like I'm hitting it a little bit longer and just. Uh, just overall, my game's been been really consistent since I've been doing that. And obviously, you know, to have those guys in the gym and to uh, be able to push each other every day is is really important. And you know, obviously, as a professional athlete, we're very competitive. So to kind of see these other guys in the gym, you want to do a little bit more weight, or you want to get a little better, and, and that's the kind of environment you want to be in. So you know, after last year's success,
1: um, you know, you played a lot of events last year twenty six events. That's a pretty heavy schedule. Are you going to change that schedule at all uh or will it be pretty much the same?
2: I think it'll be pretty close to the same. Uh, I think I've found over the last couple of years that I play best when I kind of play three tournaments and then take a week off and um it's hard to do if you don't play really great in the beginning of the year cuz you feel like you're kind of falling behind the eight ball but um you know luckily luckily enough I've made championship in my first two years, and that kind of really sets up your year. You get into all the majors, you get into all the WGCs, and you really can pick where you want to play. Um, so, I I'll put more emphasis on the bigger tournaments, try to prepare as, as best as I can for the majors, and, and uh, try to win a major.
1: Are there any, uh, you know, looking at your schedule coming up in 2017, you know, are there any particular courses that are your favorite or you think set up best for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think the Honda Classic obviously is a big one. I played well there in here's past. It's right down the street for me, ten minute drive from my house. So that that's a tournament I look to try to make sure I'm, I'm fresh and healthy for. And then um, I really enjoy the Sawgrass, where they play the players. It's just it's one of those courses that um, you don't have to shoot a million under par. You just kind of got to hang in there, and it's usually tough on the weekend. And um, if you can if you can hang in there, then you got a chance to win and and obviously, another huge uh, tournament for me is Augusta. I mean, I I got to play it for the first time last year, and and finished I think tenth last year. So, um, just really looking to kind of build some momentum for for those tournaments.
1: Well, that actually leads right into my next question, talking about Augusta, because David and I are both uh, hometown Augusta boys. And you know, you tweeted on April eighth uh, that Augusta is hard. That is all. But you <laughs> yeah. finished tenth, uh, so it was a you know it was a good finish. So, if you won the Masters, what would be on the menu for
2: the Champions Dinner? Well, it's got to be some type of fish, you know, living down here in, in Florida. It's a little uh, black and mahi-mahi sandwich or some uh, some oysters, just some fresh fish. But, uh, no, I mean, Augusta was, was one of my favorite tournaments of the year, and uh, I'm just so excited to have the opportunity to go back and, and kind of test myself again against the best players in the world. Yeah, it is certainly a special place. Uh,
1: well, I got one more question, and then I'll let David ask you. But one of the things that David and I are real excited about is that, that of the format change that they had at the, or they're going to have at the Zurich Classic this year. Are you going to play in that with that team format?
2: And, and can you reveal your part if you are playing? I, I am going to play, I think. Um, you know, in the beginning when I first heard about it, I was kind of bummed a little bit because I played so well in that course, I almost. You know, didn't want to have a partner, but uh, if you find the right partner, it can work out well for you. But I, you know, I'm just kind of trying to figure out who, you know, who's wanting to play and uh, who would work well with me. But I haven't really made any decisions yet, so we'll uh, hopefully have an answer for you here in the near future. The I mean, L- is it is it L-. kind
3: of like is it kind of like junior prom or senior prom for you, Daniel? With that, like everybody's kind of <laughs> wanting to ask the hot chicks, like Dustin Johnson or something, but
2: everybody's intimidated. How does that work? you know it's kind of it's kind of weird um uh you know it, it gets some some different groupings i know ricky's playing with jason day um but you know i think i think some of the guys that are friendly out there will probably pick out each other the guys that play in practice rounds together but obviously you want to you know everyone's really good out there, but there's certain guys that you would want to play on your team a little more than others i mean a guy like dustin johnson it's a you know, 300-plus yards and in the fairway over time would be a good alternate shot partner. But, uh, you know, it, it, everyone's good out there. I think whoever you play with, you're going to have a chance to win if you both play well.
3: Well, man, uh, we talk a fair amount on our podcast each week about <clears throat> fantasy golf and DraftKings golf. Do you ever hear anything on tour about uh, DraftKings and how uh, the PGA Tour is kind of uh, one of the most popular sports
2: on DraftKings these days? Yeah, I mean, I've I know a lot of guys. When you're walking down the fairway, they'll they'll you know come up to you and scream, "You're on my fantasy golf team. Play well!" For me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'll play as hard as I can, um, but uh, I've never had an opportunity to play it. I'm um, some fantasy, some fantasy football and stuff like that. But uh, it seems like everyone's really into it, and and I think it's great for the game. So uh, I think whatever we can do to kind of grow the game is important. Well,
3: that's actually, that was my next question. And I will say we do not endorse the knucklehead screaming to do well. Cause you're on their fantasy yeah. team. That's just stupid. Mm-hmm. You should, you're going to play your best no matter what, and you're going to do it for you. So uh, we do not endorse that, but I was going to ask you next, if you felt like, you know, stuff like that helped the PGA tour. And if, and if you, you mentioned that you played fantasy football, I know for, for me, when I started playing fantasy football, I didn't really know anything about the NFL game. I was strictly a college guy. Um, but, but, You know, getting into it, you learn so much more about the players and about the teams, Uh, and and we feel like it has the same effect on the PGA Tour. We know a lot of guys that we didn't, you know, that we wouldn't know if we weren't playing, and we actually knew about you uh, pretty early into your 2015 season when you when you came fresh off the Web.com tour. So, so you do feel like it's a good thing for the tour, huh?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think you know, uh, just for some of these guys that don't really know much about golf. Um, the amateurs out there to have an opportunity to see these different names and to to go out and be able to follow my tournaments and kind of become fans of of players that maybe in the past they wouldn't have been fans of uh, just because of fantasy golf is pretty cool. And, um, you know, I think it's a great, great thing for the game. And as much as we can do to to get new fans in and and watch the sport, uh, we should do it.
3: Well, good, man. That's uh, that's good to hear. So we often debate the value of course history with a guy versus recent form uh when we are talking about picking a guy who might perform well on a certain golf course as a tour player uh and a guy who just played golf at a competitive level his whole life what do you think is more important and a better indicator of a player performing well at a certain event do you think course history uh or or recent form or, or if both like how would you weight those two
2: i'd say recent form would probably be a little bit more important because you know, I think if if a guy's played well, you know, the last couple weeks and feeling confident, then it doesn't really matter what golf course it's on. It could be on one that doesn't suit his game or it can be one that suits his game. But um, usually if you're feeling good, you're going to end up playing, you know, relatively well. So I think, uh, I think most guys, I mean, there's some players that maybe wouldn't play as well on a shorter, on a shorter golf course, Play well on a longer golf course, but in my opinion, I think if if you've been hot for the last three weeks, I think that's more important than where you're playing. Nice. All right, man, well, I'm going to do some quick hitters for
3: you, and then we're going to let you go. We appreciate your time. I know you're busy. Um, all right, so here we go. What is in rotation right now for you as far as music? What are you listening to right now?
2: I've been listening to a lot of Notorious B.I.C. lately. Y'all. Wow, throwing it back. <laughs> man. Like a little it. bit of Big Pop, Hypnotize, hypnotized going kind of that's been my the
3: latest my thing. you know uh pat is the older tour junkie i don't know if you know that so so he he remembers uh big quite well because he's old but I, i'm i'm oh, yeah. more of a i'm more of a hip-hop guy uh so my favorite uh big song would be juicy and it's that it's that one line honeys play me close like butter play toast
2: just... <laughs> i think i'm just I think I've listened to Juicy a few too many times, and it's just uh, getting a little old for me. Pirate, <laughs> no, so. um, that's the best line. Some of, these, some of these newer, some of these songs I haven't heard on the album are pretty, are pretty good to me. Nice. All right, who is the worst dressed guy on tour? I would say probably my caddy. He doesn't play on tour, I mean, he he does not look good. I don't know what's his deal. He just can't can't <laughs> seem to match clothes. I, I'm not sure. Um, what his deal is, but uh, <laughs> is you know, he colorblind? I, I think he might be colorblind. He's getting up there in age and English, so that two the two combinations of that don't seem to work well for him. I know he's not a player, but he's every year in China they have uh the caddy awards dinner. He's always he's always on the uh, the list for worst dressed caddy. Oh, nice. Uh,
3: what's your caddy's name? Who's your caddy?
2: His name's Grant Barry. He's been caddying out okay. there for a long time. Caddied for about. I think he, he's reminding me about 50 players he's caddied for. So I don't know why he's telling me that, but maybe he's just wow. hired a bunch. <laughs>
3: All right. What's your favorite? What's Daniel
2: Burger's favorite burger joint? I like Burger 5. You guys ever been to Burger Fi? No. No, I've never even heard of that. It's. Uh, I think it might be like a South Florida thing Burger 5, sure. Five Guys. I mean, I love burgers. It doesn't matter what it is, I'll, I'll eat them. McDonald's, yeah, Five I guys. McDonald's, a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I just saw something today. The
3: guy who invented the Big Mac lived to be ninety-eight years old.
2: I hope he. I, I, I guess. guess he ate a lot of McDonald's. Probably. There you go. Uh, All right. So here's
3: a here's a hot topic right now. Tiger. Does he win another major or not?
2: I believe he does. I think. uh okay. I think he still got another ten years of good golf in him. So if he stays healthy, I don't see why he can't. He's uh, just got to play a few events and get some confidence under his belt, and I think. Uh, I think he'll be right back in there and uh you know maybe you know maybe not a couple majors but i think he'll win one more for sure nice all right two
3: more we'll let you go man what's an who's an up-and-comer on tour right now that nobody's talking
2: about oh that's a good one um i would say there's this there's uh there's a buddy of mine his name's ollie Schneider and played golf at Georgia yep. Tech, uh, came up mm-hmm. on the web.com tour played relatively well out there last year and uh you know, he's trying to make a name for himself. I, I know people have heard of him, but I think he's—I uh, think he's going to get his name out there, and, and maybe we'll see him with the end of this year.
3: Well, Pat and I are both Georgia fans, so it's hard for us to pull for Ollie. But um, we'll follow up question to that: Do you think Ollie's going to sign a hat deal?
2: Yeah, he gets super mad when people talk about his hat, but uh, I doubt he's going to sign a hat deal. I think he's got some good flow on his head, so I think just—I
3: I like to know him. that. I, yeah, when I play golf, you know, I don't play with a hat. Now, I'm not getting paid a lot of money to wear one, but I like the look. I think that's good. Yeah, I
2: mean, uh, I, don't so, I don't know any PGA Tour player that doesn't wear a hat.
3: That's right. All right, last one, man. You have got a day off with no commitment. What are you going to do? What, what's what's on the agenda for you?
2: Oh, pretty much all day. i got a, uh got a little flat coat that I like fishing on, and uh, – crack a few beers, hang out on the boat, try to catch some fish. That's pretty much what i out the gun. That is nice, my man. Kind of day,
1: Daniel. My kind of yeah. day. I like it. <laughs> well, let me well, know hey, anytime
2: you down in South Florida, and we'll, we'll go out there. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. Would
3: hey, man. Uh, we appreciate you being on. Everybody can follow Daniel on uh, Twitter at DanielBurger59 and on Instagram, probably my favorite four pro Instagram handle: db underscore vibin. So uh, check that out, and uh, definitely pulling for you this year, man. You've been one of our favorite young guys uh, since since last year we were on Burger Time. Pretty pretty good. So uh, do your thing this season and have a good off season. We appreciate you being on the Tour Junkies podcast. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
0: All new Ellen mother daughter duo Kate Hudson and Goldie Hawn, plus the new Bachelor Colton Underwood. If all goes well, then I'm going to go back to his fantasy suite. Ellen, today at 3 on NBC4. Today is gonna be the day we move ya. Come on and make the switch right now. News for today. Wake up with us. 4 to 7 a.m. on NBC4. Working for you.